Welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. On today's episode, we are going to be taking another one from the bag of the Northern Touch Show, which is my other podcast. On today's episode, we have music artist and producer Tough Dumplin, as well as producer and music engineer or sound engineer Know It Beats. Without further ado, let's have a listen to the episode. Welcome to the Northern Touch Show. On today's episode, we have two guests for you. First off, we have we have music artist and producer <laughs> Dumpling, and our second guest is um, producer and music engineer Know It. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yo. Yo, what up? In the building. In the building. What's going on, kid? Y'all, I'm having some little audio things. Let me get my headphones selected. So, yo, Tom, despair, man. You guys can set it off the brushes, man. Let's let the DJ, the DJ do it, man. Everybody uh, that hears that song and then they run into me, yeah. like, yo, that part where he says, know it all, yo, I was like, <laughs> give you a mad shout out in that song, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got to take a stand. You know what you got? It's like when I gave Scratch the, eh, eh, she's a gold digger. Scratch forever. Oh, like, thank you, Thras. You gave me like a freaking mark. Just give yeah. one of those. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. It was funny because when I remember thinking of the rhyme and going, can I keep saying that? And I was like, yeah, I can. Do you know it all? Do you really know it all? <laughs> I know. It's, like, it's almost like one of those, uh, it's one of those, like, West Side Gun. Boom, 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 Beautiful, beautiful. So what's good, fellas? Yo, I'm good. good. I'm yeah, good just in video land and rapping land all at the same time. Well, that's good, man. That's fun. Sound like fun land to me. As long as it's not homeland, you okay. You're around <laughs> that, you know, like that girl helped the skeleton. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. So what's what's on the plate, man? What what's going on? You've been you've been uh you've been what's the story, man? Because everyone knows, you know, tough dumpling, everyone knows collision, everyone knows all the thing, but uh you just been on a little tear lately, and then before, you know, I know what you went about. Tom, what have you been into the last five years, and people haven't seen you on the um, on like the musical. You've been on the musical um, palette. You've been on the play, but I mean, really, really out there, like you are now. So. Now I say it's like I just been in film world, and mm-hmm. film world is like it requires a crew, and so I've been just working with these. You know, I have a team called Film Cloud Studios, and we've been just shooting a lot of films. And so once we start getting the film festival, it was just like, that was the main thing. A lot of people mm-hmm. in the crew didn't even know I rap is mm-hmm. when I actually was just like, yo, I'm going to do a soundtrack. And they heard my verse. They're like, yo, you sound like an artist. 
You know, when, when you're in a different crew, and then, so yeah, they yeah, only yeah. see me as a cinematographer, video guy. They don't see anything about. They don't know my background or nothing. Exactly. Yeah. There's no need so, to know it either. I guess. Right. Too. Right. So when I was spinning, they're just like, "Oh, damn! This is gonna be dope because you sound like an artist." And this mm -hmm. whole thing, they kept saying, "I sound like an artist," like I was pretending to be an artist the whole time. So it was hilarious that when I shot the video for one of the soundtracks of the film, they were like, yo, it feels like a real song. Like, it felt like I was <laughs> making up a song the whole time. <laughs> You're like, I... And then, and then one day, one of the guys Googled me and was like, oh, shit, you've been putting our records for a minute, you know? And so yeah. it was funny to be rolling that type with a team. And all we do is talk lens all day, camera all day, like nothing mm -hmm. about music. And then one day it's just like, Oh shit! There's a whole music world that they just didn't know of. So it was one of those things where I always kept fitting. You know, like I'm freestyling in the car. For me, it's a second nature, so I don't really yeah. have to think about it. Yeah. So, but yeah. I didn't actively try to push anything. And mm -hmm. so the funny thing is, everybody thinks I'm like like setting up for something. And really, what happened was I did the soundtrack for the film, and I was mm -hmm. calling all the people from toronto just to get mm -hmm. feedback because i'm about mm -hmm. to release this film and as i'm doing that everybody's just like oh shit you still rap i'm like you sound like the film guys like <laughs> yo you sound like an artist <laughs> oh my goodness I know, I know. that's a light yeah. of fire i know i know you that's enough to light the fire you why is everybody saying this what do you sound yeah. like an artist oh yeah, yeah, so that's going in the background right now with dj despair man that song is a badass song so uh, oh yeah oh yeah what song yeah, is that? Yeah. I can't hear it. Yes, la la la. Yeah. Oh shit. Yep. Yeah, that drone was crazy too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically the soundtrack for the film is what really set everything off. Mm -hmm. And then you we were talking about doing a collabo and people I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, Yo man, you and know it planned all this shit. I'm like, nah, I know it just do beats. And I right. go on his Facebook and jack him. <laughs> <laughs> I literally call, like, and then if I have a verse that I think is dope, then I'll mm -hmm. send him a message like, oh, is there anybody on this beat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of get this? the clearance, you know? It's done. And, it's done. It's it's done. Can I use it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the yeah. funny thing is, I'll get the track, rap on it, and then when I... I call him up to see if I could clear it, get the clearance. And then when I got to mix it, I don't even bother him. I just go and pay for it so I could get the full wave file. So I actually buy it <laughs> and then get the wave file. You know, I, I never see it. Oh, gosh. Man, you don't even have to buy it. Those are free, you know. <laughs> no, no. The wave file. To get the wave file. The MP3 is free, but the wave file, you got to pay for it. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. The MP3 you can get free, but the wave file, the higher quality, you gotta pay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you should be like, money. yeah, you should be like, I'm <laughs> waiting for you, right? But yeah, so even with um the next track, Fleet, I was actually DJing with um. Hey, hold on, before you sorry, pause. Yeah. That's good. Start that completes good. What can you because we know what it is, but for people who are seeing it, what is BK35? How did it how did you get involved with it? What's it about, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then we can tie that to fleet. That's pretty much like 
Makes sense. Okay, got you, got you. All right, so when I first moved to Brooklyn, I was in Flatbush. And so once I started to record, Junior Reed was like my first client that I was recording out of Flatbush. So it had this whole, like, Flatbush was just buzzing. Yeah, it, was like, it was like, my apartment was like the studio on Flatbush, just based on Junior Reed coming there. Mm-hmm. So the Jamaican restaurant um, that I used to hang out with, there's a couple artists that were working at the restaurant. And so I started to record the people at the restaurant. And you know uh, how it is, it's like a little yep. Jamaican community. Yep. Once you start recording people at a restaurant, they tell you <coughs> who's coming in, who's where. And so from there, um, they led me to another crew. Um, I think they were called Army. And then Army was a like a group of, <laughs> I don't know, it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of, they're kind of a collective of, a, they're kind of a group already. But I used to record one or two of their artists. They used to come by the studio. And so one lived on um, Brooklyn Street mm-hmm. or Brooklyn Ave. Brooklyn. <coughs> and Brooklyn. the other one lived on 35th Street. Yep. So that's how the oh. name. So I'm either visiting the guy on Brooklyn Ave or the other dude on 35th Street. So yeah. I call it Brooklyn 35 because when I first came down to New York, those are the two streets I would hang out on the most. So that's okay. the... That's pretty much how Brooklyn 35 came about. The man literally, Kingston, the man from Kingston, Jamaica, Toronto, go yeah. out to Brooklyn, go out to New yep. York, and, and Tristan do what he do, man. Collision do what he do. Ain't that funny? No, no. What's yeah. <laughs> so you got skills, people are gonna attract to you. That's like <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like me skills. going to Toronto. <laughs> no, but, but the thing about Collision is he's got the personality. Not anybody can go into Brooklyn and do that. But you see, at that time when he was out there, not too many, not many artists knew how to produce, engineer, or anything. So he's exactly. a gem. He's like, like you know, because Canadian producers were gems because you guys got to learn the knowledge how to do that stuff out here. A lot mm-hmm. of people didn't get that. These guys yeah, yeah, stumbled upon a machine or something and started making. Because yep. I'm yep. like, I was mixing so much, like it was ridiculous. Like I remember. Junior Reed will come and I mix like three tracks that day and it will be on Hot 97 that day. Yeah. So we will come and Hot 97 would just rinse it. And the only way we would do it, we'll go into the car, play yeah. a few times, tweak, yeah. run back upstairs, tweak it, and then run back downstairs and then they were gone. And so that was kind of like the vibe for a minute. And like I said, you know, me and Jamaican food, once we connected those restaurants, the restaurants were like, you know, the equivalent to 88.1, mm-hmm. where everybody would meet up. Like, that was yep. the meeting ground where MCs, because even the guys who worked at the back, they knew who was going to get free food. So we all stood in the same corner, like, <laughs> yo, you get free food too, aren't you? And then it's like, yo, you rap? Yo, I heard you rap. Yo, I heard you got a studio. I heard you got, and that's how we kind of build that whole foundation. Yeah. Then once, once, um, I say, yo, let's shoot a video. If you look at the first Brooklyn 35 video, if you go on YouTube and it's called 9 to 5, it was the first Brooklyn 35 video. And all you see is all these people from Brooklyn walking down the street, spitting rhymes. It was literally yeah. like everybody on the block out of Brooklyn yeah. spitting eight bars, walking down uh, the street. That's dope. Yeah, riding a skateboard. Yeah, riding a skateboard. Yeah, I was riding a that's skateboard so on that one. <laughs> but it was dope. That was my first That's time. dope. All right. Yeah, that's okay. Like... Now I want to get to that. You riding a skateboard. Now you see everybody started <laughs> like, little way. All these people. You've been riding skateboards for like long time. 
Yeah, a long time. Like, so you know, that's what I'm saying is like there's a difference between some of the people who are doing it for the culture and then people who are just doing it because we need to get somewhere. Yo, I've been skateboarding <laughs> for a minute. And that's I like, like me. That's like, yeah, that's like me. No, you know I'm an avid snowboarder? snowboarder? Same. Like, no, avid. Like, I'm avid. Like, I will do it. I'm speed. They see me like, hey, you should go. You're really fast. You might want to go try and be professional. Like, yeah, avid. We're doing like 15 years, man. 15 you're years, a drink video war? Huh? No, <laughs> <Ouch>. not <that> <laughs> I don't. I don't the fake ones. I don't the real. I'm a real snowboarder. Like, yeah, man. We were doing that. We were doing that. Jay Z, the chalets. We used to watch all the Super Bowls. Me, came out, came out from uh from West and did Red Life and you no know, grassroots. Yeah, we were doing that forever, man. That's why when Shaquille finally get that um, was it turn it turn it yeah, right? They got that that concept because the concept. It's because all oh, that you guys do it. That's from us. You know what I mean? That's been that forever, man. Oh man, we go ten cars deep. Trust you know, listen, you know me. I'll be like that. Rollerblades. Look at this. One caravan of rollerblades on Young Street, up and down Young with super soakers, man. That's the one Puff and Shaq came. We were famous, dude. I four of us on Young Street with super soakers on rollerblades. We thought of the coolest stuff. And, and Young Street's a, a decline. So all you gotta do is go to the top. You don't even have to skate. You look so cool. Just slowly go down the street in between the cars, man. Just rolling. Anyways, man. Yeah, but that's what, but that's our crew. That's our stuff. Our crew, we, we originators, man. We do different stuff. So always been a little, you know, off the path, which is good. And we create our own path. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're talking this issue because this show, we're not really. It's not really like the MC show, in a sense. We really want to have people that do a lot in the game who are multifaceted. So that's why we asked um. You know, because you know it makes sense, production and everything. And you, because you have the production side of it, too. And a lot of people, yeah. you have the engineering side, and you're a music producer. And I don't think a lot of people knew that about you. Like, so a lot of artists are kind of, not like some of the large P where everybody knows, oh, yeah, a lot of professor, yeah, he loves and he makes beats. So what was the first, I know what you use, but what is it? And no, you can get in on this, too. Both of you guys, what's your, what's the piece of hardware gear that, like, got you in the game, production-wise? Uh... You are, you like, what's piece of gear? like, what was your first piece of gear? You know, you get Yo, I'm gonna tell, gear, I'm gonna tell you a yeah, little right. story. You can make it as long, make, make it long, like, take your time. We're good. I want to hear yeah, about yeah. these stories. These are the best parts, man. Go ahead. Okay, so when I was 14 years old, I used to go to this guy's house. His name was Craig Love, and uh, he used to make beats, and I used to rap. And just go in there to his house, he would make the beat that I would rap on while I was there. So I was learning how to make beats while I was going there to record songs. Yeah, and I bought a keyboard off of him called the Emu Emax keyboard. It was a oh, I know that keyboard. Yep, I know that. Yep. So that I started getting that, and then my friend Craig he stopped making beats, and he was using the SB twelve hundred. So oh, you I, that's your that's your lineage too. You you started there too. So I was that's renting cool. the SP twelve hundred off of him and using mm -hmm. the keyboard together, and then one day he just came to me as like, yo. Tris needs the SP twelve hundred. No, good. I asked this question. <laughs> you gotta ask the right questions. <laughs> this got like a thief of the day. Right? <laughs> well, that's yeah. how Tristan is using the SP. Um, I know that after SP. That, after yeah. that, I bought the MPC two thousand, and I use that for a lot of years. And now I got the MPC Studio. And uh, I like the the Akai products. I don't know. Yeah, I like the Akai's too, man. I got a 900. Yeah. I scored one for a 16. 
Actually, I'm about to get back in my production bag, so I'm going to be calling Barton you guys soon. But, uh, yeah, I can produce too, man. People don't know. I, I do produce, actually. A lot of my records, I produce on them. And produce on the, like that. Yeah, we lost trust. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the SP. Um, wait, he, you, it was at your house before he said, gave it to me? <laughs> it, I was renting it from him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I know that story or not. That's what's funny about it. Well, that SP in the That was so menu. weird. My phone, I swear this area got a retard. I'm talking to you, but I didn't talk, I'm holding the phone still. there. move. The phone just cut off. I was like, this is like, boom. Yeah. I was like, is, are we still in this? Good thing I could tap right back in. Okay, where were we, where were we at, man? We were asking about We're at the, the SP. We're, we're at the yeah, SP. SP. Yes, SP. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. SP. That I apparently stole from Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Take the SP and run. Let's go. That ended up producing pretty much like songs like Pondering. And hey, all that that so, so amazing yeah. is it made on that? Is it that so, yep, no. so amazing is made Oh, so sorry, Noah. Sorry, man. <laughs> so, sorry, Noah. <laughs> I, got, I got my head in it too. I didn't even know. Hey, yeah, guys, yeah, see, how like, connected? You see how we're connected? You don't even know? That's weird, man. Yeah, yeah so. Fun. <laughs> the, the stolen SP, and oh, then man. like at the time it was like, and the you know what's funny about it? When I got the SP, I thought it was just gonna make me make dope beats, and so I couldn't make a beat for the first. I couldn't get anything to sound good on it, and I left it in the closet for like six months. I was so mad. I was just like, I don't know how to make this shit make a dope beat, and I yeah. just went back to my Cubase on the computer <laughs> for like six months. And then one day, I was like, all right, I got to give it a shot. And the trick is with the SP-1200 is, mm -hmm. okay, so say you have 100 snares, right? If you sample 100 snares in an MPC, you could probably get 50 of them to sound good. Mm -hmm. But on the SP-1200, only three is going to sound good, but they're going to sound really dope. They're going to so sound snappy, gotta, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's because the, the eight bit, like, not yeah. everything sounds good in 8-bit. So exactly. it cancels a lot of shit out. So every yeah. time you hear a sample, you think it's dope. You bring it in an SP-1200, it crushes it, and then it either really works or it doesn't work at all. So once I figured out that trick, it was crazy because I spent one month just sampling snares, one month just sampling hi-hat, one month on kick. And yep. over that three-month period, I found the combination of what sounds good. And then I yeah. made my drum kits out of that. Once I had yeah. my drum kits, it's the yeah. same shit that made no course, no, um, pondering, mm -hmm. uh, so amazing. It's all out of that three months worth of like sitting there and getting the right kicks and snare. I never had to go back or really looking. Like people would be talking about digging for drums. And I was like, I dig for drums for three months. I ain't doing it no more. <laughs> No more. And for dude. like five, seven years, I built beats of just the, the three months of collection of drums. I well, that's on. what most people. That was the trick with the MP, with the with the SP twelve hundred. Like all those Lonnie Liston and all those certain breaks. That's why you heard people only flip the certain drum rolls and breaks on it. You notice, right? Yeah. From that yeah. era, if you knew which yeah. ones to use on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, X had we had one too. I, my first I, SP twelve. I see Schooly D the SP twelve when I was like eighty six, dude. My first rap show, I went to Silver Dollar. We used to be a strip club in school in mm -hmm. Caves, but died in college, man. That same spot where Dilla did that show there. What was it called? Right. They used to do all the raves there. The, the room, right at college in that uh, thing there. Um, the zone. Uh, the zone. Comfort zone. 
Yeah, you called the silver dollar way back. I talked about the SP12. I said Schooly D like PSK. And we hear it. I was like, what the hell? And I opened up me, Bill, and Dudley. Rest in peace. The guy did that song Rage for. We got that's when I was 16, dude. And we got this opening. I don't know how we got this over some college radio, CHRY, CIUT, think something. Man, I'll never forget that, man. I didn't that's the first time I seen that shit and no one knew what it was, man. Oh, what the fuck is that? But magic box. You know what I'm saying? Then he played that shit live. You imagine hearing S- uh, PSK and listen to those records again, live off the SP12, man. Oh my, I'll never forget that in my life. Those records sound amazing off the vinyl. But he, when yeah. he did the show, and that show was sick. Schooly D, <clears throat> that's a legend people don't talk. Schooly D is dope, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. you know Schooly D is know it? Go back yeah. to the cat, watch them. Oh my God. I don't, a lot of people might not because it's just the time. He was just so, he's just so, yeah, man. Saturday night. And it, oh my gosh, man. Yo, that was dope, man. But that's my first time I seen that. And then who else brought that thing up? And then when Scott LaRock brought it, I was there. I came, one of my mentors was Jamon Strong, so Romulus Strong. And Jamon Strong was the producer. And he was the first one to have the SP12 up here. Him, DRK had one, and then X got one later. And Ron had one. There was only four. And then Power got his later. Yeah, Power had the, the old school one. The 12. Like the, the, the 12. The 12. The 12. Yeah. No, but we had, we had the, DRK had the 12. And power had the 12, but we were the first one. We had the SP 1200. I was messing with Howard Hughes, which produced gotcha. Mishy. That was gotcha. my mentor. He called me, he put, I knew breaks before I could even rap. Gotcha. I saw gotcha. I could, it's weird. That's, like I said, so I always doubt production, but just my focus is just to be a rapper. Some people just your destiny or something. But now I'm going that bag. But yeah, it's cool to see that evolution, right? Yo, Did you have an EPS too? Yeah, the EPS. Yeah, an EPS. Add the EPS and then. Yeah, I have an EPS for still. I have an EPS right now. I had, um, I forgot what drum machine. It was one of those friggin' rolling drum machines that I used to carry all the time. Oh, yeah. The small little, the little black yeah. one or the white one? The white one or the black one? The black one, the black one. Oh, the little black one. Yeah, I remember yeah, the Yeah, the little is. black one. Yeah, the little and black one. And then I used to use that with the four, four track. Yo. And then I went to the EPS. And then I went to the SP. There's so many stories I, about how we, how we got our equipment, dude. Yo, go. I'm going to get my sampler today. What do you mean? I'm going to the store, man. <laughs> I don't want to blow the spot. That people are good people from that place, man. But sorry, man. It was hip-hop. We had to get our drum machines, man. We went to Young and Shepherd. We went over here. Everyone got one once a day. We Yo, I got food. a quick question. Um, mm-hmm. No, wait. Do you have any beats from the 1200 that you made from that Pacific 1200? I don't think so. Ah. Uh, Man, I sold a, I sold all my discs to somebody. Oh, when you feel on your disc, they don't have yeah. reformatted all that shit. I know, man. Oh man, They're probably it was some guy in Poland. <laughs> oh man, that guy's happy. <laughs> yeah, man, he was uh, he was he contacted me and uh, both. I had my my uh, MPC two thousand for sale, mm-hmm. and he contacted me to buy it. And then yeah. I was like, I have all these discs too. Uh, do you want these? And I sent them. And then he messaged me like six months later. He's like, bro, these beats on here are fucking unreal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry. No, it. No, I got to tell you just, you got to get Rickshaw. This is funny. Rickshaw, right? He just, here, but you see my, hear my phone digging? He's like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize you guys were doing the interview. Ding. Hey, man, I'm going to hit you after ding. Meanwhile, I'm like, dude, but you're still interrupting the interview. You know, technology and the text is still going <laughs> I love my crew, man. Engineers, man. You know what I mean? He worked with, like, you know, you guys at night. I was 
My dad, what my dad just say, what are you, part vampire? Shit. <laughs> Our hours, man. Crazy. Yo, could so you Noah, find that? Could Noah find that guy right now? Yeah, Mr. Poland. The Poland guy? I probably have yeah. him on my Facebook. All right, let's go should. find him. Let's go. I, I want him. Him. We're going to hear the beats and be like, yo. <laughs> that's a Noah beat. Every beat that he makes is a Noah beat. <laughs> <laughs> Every beat he makes. He's blowing up in Poland right now. How does he do this? I know. <laughs> I'm like, he just, he's How so consistent. How does he keep coming <laughs> I know, dude. And these are vintage. We are beats like, this is the law. This is what we've been looking for, dude. Nobody can make these anymore. <laughs> you want to know what, though? I've never had that feeling like a lot of my other friend, producer friends, they have like a, a hoarding feeling with their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have that. You wanna, let's open that, man. Me neither. And people I, always I, ask me, you know, I get those calls. Hey, what you got in your catalog? I just do it. I put it out. I go, what? Do you have anything else from back in the 90s? I go, no, I don't have much, man. I put them in the years. That's, that's good, though. What did you yeah, say? What about you? I would like, early on, I used to fake people out because a lot of people used to come by my crib. So I put out records that I know I'll never make a beat from because everybody mm -hmm. wants to see all the records around your turntable and they're like, oh, he's going to sample this next or he's going to sample that next. So what you do is just put out all these whack records. So I remember I go and I have my collective ones and I'll put them like in the closet where no one could see them. And I just yeah. left all the shitty records out. Because people come by the crib and all they're doing is to see what you're picking up and then go buy. So yeah. I know my, my house was an open house because anybody who wanted to learn beats, I'd let them come mm -hmm. by and be like, yo, you, you want to jump on beats? Even like back in the day, my boy, Lucius, and then oh, man, Lucius. used to come by the crib. Yeah, yeah. Lucius. Tom Mason, big up Tom Mason, man. Big up Tom Mason. Big up Tom Mason, dude. Like, he used to come by the crib. They didn't even have samplers back then. They'd be like, yo, check this record out. This is a dope sample. I'm like, yo, you got a good ear. So we used to mm -hmm. just like, you know, going back and forth with records is like one of those things. But then I got to a point where when I make a beat, um, if I come back the next day and, and it don't, if I don't feel it, I just erase it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I was ever hurting, oh, this beat's got to be this. Because if, if, sometimes you make a beat. And you could be working at it all day, but you don't really hear it until the next day, whether mm -hmm. it's good or bad. And mm -hmm. so sometimes I just leave it on the whole night. And first thing in the morning, if it makes my head bop, it's saved. If it doesn't mm -hmm. make my head bop, I just delete it. Because back then, this is hard. This was expensive. Like, it's really expensive to save all those floppy disks. And if you have a long-ass sample... It's taking three or four of those discs up, right? <laughs> I know. So I'm like, yo, fuck this, I remember you know? that shit. It's like, fuck, fuck that. Yep. But hey, then sometimes... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. How come all the... Art? Where's the spare in Tom? Hey, you guys, man. You guys we're here, here. We're here. We're listening, Where's man. The... No, you guys got to ask some <laughs> questions, man. Hey, man. You guys come on in with the questions, man. But I'm waiting for you <laughs> to finish up, the story. So No, but add on while he's doing it because, you know, no, he's going to I mean, you don't know Collision. I know Collision. <laughs> <laughs> collision, knows, and collision knows Collision. You got to steer him. Look, you see? Look, he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask <laughs> It's all good, man. Let's keep riding, man. I'm just saying, right. cause, you know what? I want you guys' perspective because this is artists, artists, artists. It's good to get, like, that's why I'm telling, calling the DJs and the hosts. You guys, we can get all geeky and sit over here for, like, three hours and talking, but for the people viewing it, 
you guys got to have a, after hearing all this, that's why I'm saying this. What do you guys think? What's coming to mind? Awesome. Anything? Listen, man, I like Tough Dumpling. I like the music. I like everything that's been going on. I like our circle. I just want to hear the stories. No, but we're talking about production. We're not talking about. But I know, but I'm just saying that's what we're getting into. Is it's like I want to hear all the different things you made on because that leads into I want to know how and what no tomorrow was. I mean, twenty four hours of tomorrow was made on. You know, you see. see, That's a good question. There you go. That's what I'm asking. You're the DJ. That's okay. I'm still going. I just noticed you've been rolling, and you guys. That's what I said. We talked for about forty minutes, and you guys just said, "I'm saying we can just go and just be over." So I'm saying, make sure you guys. That's what I'm saying. Make sure you guys interrupt us to say this because you know artists will just keep talking that's our gift right so but it's good it makes for good it, it makes for a good recording people will listen. Mm-hmm. awesome good just make a show you guys gotta keep me in check too man keep everybody in check right so let's go all right so what the question was uh what we're talking about sb12 you're talking about the hard we're talking uh well that's his question and you left off at talking about the hard disk and how it took three discs to save and we're talking about the sb12 all right, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start off. Let's just at- let just uh, get that question answered. What what was that 24 hours made on? Uh, so the 24 hours no tomorrow. Um, I made it on the MPC studio. The that see I over the last year I put out like four beat tapes, and yeah. it was mostly just to um, increase awareness for organ donation because I myself I've had two organ transplants. Yeah. So I was called it the transplant B tapes and I was putting them out and they were pretty much free for just artists to use them. Both yeah. tracks that we did both came off of those B tapes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do we want to hear a sample of it? Can we play that despair? Let's play it. In the news, I'd rather watch cartoons. You feel stressed, you say no when you meant yes. I guess the people have less. So, why do you think your life is such a mess? All the troubles I have, I can't tell if it's me or the government problem. And that's real. Yep, yeah, big up uh, Dana on the hook of that. She killed it. Yeah, sounds good. Yo, yeah, I never heard back from you when I first did that track. I was like, uh It was so different for you. I was like, it took me a while to process. <laughs> I was just like, he doesn't like it. I know when he <laughs> likes something, he hits me back right back. And then I was like, I hope you don't take back the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know that no. song is so powerful. It affects. Aff- I had two women. And they're not even hip hop people calling me and they said that song made them cry. Like it broke them down, dude. The lyrics. Just so you guys know, you guys touch people's hearts with that song, man. Okay. They're going through some serious stuff, and that song like just gave them a spirit. So this you guys know, the music touches people, man. Yeah. So maybe that's why Noah was crying. You said it to Noah heard it, no one tomorrow. He's like, oh. <laughs> well, I'm just so used to him being so aggressive and like you know, like it was just so different from him, and it took me a while. It was like to when Buster like- did it was like when Buster did put your hands where eyes could see. He was all rah, 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 rah. you know what I'm saying? And the first time, right? 
So like, yeah, yeah dope first heard, but you're like, oh my god, see, because you heard so much of the rah 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 dungeon dragon rah rah over the top, over. And, but hey, man, doesn't mean he can't sit back. But that was one of the best things he ever did. He said it and he started doing it more. No, he and, he actually uh, he actually talked about that song. Mm -hmm. He was because he uh, he was in the studio. Puffy was just like, yo, you can't just yell at all these records. And then he thought about it. He's like, yo, let me do a little bit something different. And initially, when I did the song, it was more of like I had the mic. Normally, what I do, I have the mic sitting right next to me on my computer. My microphone is literally on, on the floor next to my feet. And so when an idea comes by, it was like I was in a situation where I was thinking about shit like that. And I just start to record it. And then when I sent the hook, I actually didn't. Hold on, hold on, pause, pause. You got to pause that. You literally do. That's one thing I never experienced. Did you know that? This guy sleeps with the mic cord on. Yeah, so I used to sleep with the sampler next to my bed whenever I was watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first hey I, hey I you know I've done interviews and talked to you the first I ever heard like yo the mic just oh. yeah the mic literally sits right right by my feet like all the songs you're hearing it has that's why it has that natural like vibe it like it just it makes it sense you capture, like, capture the moment right away you can record yeah it exactly just, yeah yeah and it's so, smart no it's a great idea it's not over studio my stuff don't sound over studio produced you know mm. it has more of like you feel like, yo, he's just saying it off the top, which half of it, 90% of the time is. Yeah. But it, it just yeah. comes in a way where it's like, I'm comfortable, so you're hearing that. And you I'm it, makes it makes sense, man. That makes a lot of sense. That's dope. Well, yeah. like most people i used to, um back in the days it was hard to find samples and stuff i used to walk around with a recorder and just sample anything like a banging on a metal or mm -hmm. anything like that stuff and then just flip them later yeah yeah that's how they do our sound effects in movies too you ever see those movies like the making of star wars that was the dopest thing yeah you ever see that when they show yeah. you how they made all the sounds do yeah. half of those sounds with the X-wing flying by, Milan, it's like the man bangs on a wire. One guy's on a steel pan. It's cool to see it. And you're like, oh my god, this is like simple stuff. I was tripping <laughs> out the other day watching the guy do the the bumblebee transform, like how he did all the stuff. How did he do it? Oh man, he was just banging on metal, scratching on things, ripping things. <laughs> I want to see. Like really. It was, like by the time you heard it, it's just a bunch of things crushing and smashing, and then like he just sat there in a metal yard going nuts. Someone should do yeah. a clip like that. Like a clip, like you know, Instagram those clips and you show what it is, like you hear it, then you saw the guy playing a bunch of pots and pans and shit. Like, this is what it really is. <laughs> but people don't well, realize it, that, right? They don't realize what the behind the scenes is. They just see the finished product. Oh, I love those. The Matrix one was the best. You guys watched that one? The second one, they had the, yo, you know that second scene? See, people don't understand. Tristan, you're in film. People go, oh, Matrix 2 is whack. I go, it's whack. You guys don't understand production. I go, how did you guys think they did the highway, man? You know what I mean? How you guys yeah. think they did the highway? You know that scene in the highway in the second Matrix with the, the two blonde dreads and they do the chase scene? How do you guys mm -hmm. think? If you if you know the answer, don't answer. Right? If you know it, don't say you know it because you know it. Hey, know it. We're going to keep coming back to that. But right? <laughs> but do you guys know? Anybody here know? Take a guess if you don't know. Think about it. They had that highway scene. The car chase, the dreads on the roof. Did you think they rented the highway for like five hours? Where could you rent a highway? They had to make a highway, dude. They made a highway. That scene, when you look at that scene, you can rent it. That scene where the cars are going around and he's shooting, and the dreads are going to slow back. When Neil, that scene, you watch a little Matrix Part 2 today, the one with the key in LA. That scene, they made an oval. They had to make a highway to shoot, just to shoot that scene. 
See the level of film people don't understand production? Oh, that movie's whack. No, that movie's incredible, dude. How do production only? The guy go, they went all around the world. They go, there's no highway that we can shut down. There's no amount of money that can shut down a highway. That's the kind of stuff people don't think about. The same way it beats certain things of production and music people just don't think about, right? I go, that's yeah. so dope, man. And they showed you how they did it. So they made an oval one. It wasn't huge. It was a rock. This went in a circle, but it was still big enough. Real lanes, everything. And they shot it. And then they dismantled it. Production, man. That's all production too, right? So, but yeah, Justin, you're in you're in film, like you're in film production as well. So, do you yeah, have yeah. stuff like that as well? Um, I guess behind production for that. Well, the 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 guy that got me in the game of doing film, he does a lot of that stuff. And so, the stuff that I do, I do more with a particular scene, a feeling for a particular scene. So, for mm. example, um, somebody robbing a store. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they got you got to set, like, set the mood like you, that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, I got to set the oh. mood for that scene. And so a lot of the time they'll hit me up for a particular track that sounds like they want it to have this kind of energy. So I build a beat based on the energy for a particular scene. Sound effects is like Foley. That's different. That's like yeah. what you're hearing someone do. Like if they're banging on something, that's like a sound effect. But if you are hearing the song behind them banging. That's the mood. That's the tone. So I handle more of the mood, the mood and tone stuff. And but my boy, um, you know, shout out to Rob Duncan. He was like one of the best at it. I mean, he moved to LA and I think he did uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, all them big TV shows. Yeah. Right. And so to this day, he still throws me a few a few shows. I think we did like two of them for Sony, like last year where we were just pumping out a couple of tracks for specific scenes so you ever, you're in film you know you know kish is big in films too right he does voiceover stuff you know kish is the main voiceover guy kish you know he's like yeah, the yeah. Iron King. and then he does like he has like almost everything you know that's what he left me he almost did a path like you but you stayed in music he totally left music for it that's, that's amazing crazy. I, was, I was sitting there watching Jane, then, watching Lion King with my daughter dude and Jenga, you know that Jenga, like all oh, the coyotes, Jenga? That's Kish. And I was like, all the time, I talk to Kish all the time. And he was getting clothes for his video. <laughs> and he's calling me, and I'm watching the show. He goes, hey, I, I do all these things. I'm on this. I go, you do what? He goes, yeah, that's my character. I go, what are you talking about? I've been raising my daughter, and you've been doing that voice, and we've been watching you for like two years, and that's like, you're my friend? That was the weirdest thing ever, dude. And he, so he sent us all these toys from the thing, whatever. Yeah, but his credits are incredible. He's one of the most um, top-rated voice like what's it called voiceover guys it's not even voiceover work. he does all kind of voice work voice work yeah, yeah. what do you call it like, he's one of the top ones in, in la man he's been there for like how long and then since dope. covid since covid he was one of the main people because he always had that he's like you he came from toronto with that whole lineage and everything he wanted to set people up so they could record at home because he went he's like he did what you did in new york with the music and recording he yeah. like that with film so a lot of them went to him to get their home set up, their mic, because you know, voiceover artists like they can't go into the studios no more. Oh, they, they're used to going in and just recording. Yeah. Also, yeah, the, exactly. the whole community. Remember that started? Yeah. So it's interesting how people go from music production to film, man. So, but there's an I interesting connection there, too, where, where you just mm -hmm. talked about somebody that was working on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and our next guest that we had uh, coming up this Saturday was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, we got Adam Bush. Adam Bush is on, is on one of our episodes, guys. That's like a. We're posting. You'll see it soon if it's not up already. So yeah, that's kind of see trifecta. But I was doing it from when I came out the gate because I think mm -hmm. No Course was the first vinyl 
that I got on and no course came out in like 96 mm -hmm. and no course ended up being in the TV show traders. Remember that TV show? Yeah. 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 I do actually, yeah. And that was the first placement that I got. Once we got that placement, they would hit me up randomly. Then we did like blue mm -hmm. murder and a bunch of other films. And then, um, I started to get more, I got so into it because they were like, hit me up to a point where, I couldn't make enough beats where the sample, I could clear the samples. So yeah. I brought my boy Kenny in. Kenny Bounce. I remember Kenny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so Kenny would listen to my beats and then replay them live and change all the notes so I could get them cleared for the films. Kenny and it was me, like... I missed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just so dope to have somebody to reinterpret yep. You know, like, yep. redo your beat and make it sound, you know, just enough that we didn't have to worry about sample clearance. Yeah, so that's that pretty much, yeah. So that's how I have to handle dealing with a lot of the film stuff. It's just literally have a, get a musician replay everything live. So, yep, it's a dance, man. Arts and entertainment, y'all. So, what, no, there's any other talents you got? You say you used to rhyme too. So, you're gonna, you're gonna come back on the mic. What's up? You're gonna, you <laughs> and Despair are gonna do a track. Despair, Despair is gonna start. Despair is coming back on the mic too. He made a big announcement so. last night. He, he talked about, you know, he talked about our, our track. I don't know what you're right I, hey, I can play the <laughs> you know, I, I heard a rumor that I was going to track with you and Tough Dumpling. I said I heard a rumor. Yeah, but if you say, if you're the one saying you heard the rumor, then you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, but you say I gave the rumor out. I just said I heard a rumor. Oh, yeah, well, I have one verse yeah. that I rap on all my beats just to make sure it sounds good with rapper. You know, <laughs> oh really? I just rap the same verse. Yeah, what's and the all of, And all of my it. friends know it. They know That's the verse. Crazy. Because, that is just verse time. Right, no. Send me the verse. Can really? you do it for us? Do it for us. I want to hear this, please. Can you do it? Please. I want to hear the verse. That's so crazy. Because most DJs, I mean, most most uh, producers I know, they just, they have their favorite acapella. Like, you know what I mean? I remember X used to have like three or four acapellas. One was large pro, something, something, whatever. And he just put those on top of the SP 1200 beats. Okay, it's good to go. You know what I mean? That's smart, Yeah, that's though. what I do. I just, instead of like throwing an acapella on it, I just yeah. like got this one verse that I have memorized and I just... I'm That's like, so smart. I rap a few bars and I'm like, yeah, sounds good with rappers on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you gotta dude. send me that verse. You gotta do like show people that somehow sometimes. Like, what? That's crazy. Especially if your friends would all do it. That would go viral. Hey, everybody, if the song's good, I don't know. Everybody, one, two, three. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> yeah, crazy. all my homies that used to hang out at my studio, they would all know my verse. Because I, I would just that, like man. be kicking it all the time. Like that's dope. This is what, that's why we do this show. Because you know people, and you know people to the point, but there's still layers to the onion. You gotta like peel back the layers of things to find out. That's incredible, man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. You gotta put the hook, you gotta hook too, or just the verse. No hook. I don't even have to wrap the whole thing anymore. I just no, do a just couple lines and then all my that's homies it. say the other lines. So it's like that's so it's dope. like when I do it's like when I do Northern Touch, I just put the mic on and I never have to I never have to do that whole verse dude, ever. It's so nice. That's a nice point. You get to that music. Hey, I don't gotta do nothing. You like you understand the feeling. Let's put the mic up. Yo, Thrust, because of the Northern Touch song, what's the biggest crowd that you ever performed in front of? You know what? The biggest crowd we did was we did Beastie Boys at Molson Park, filling in for Tribe Car Quest, and it was like sixty thousand. Wow, man, that's incredible. And we got called the night before. And we had to put the show together on the phone, almost like we did the music industry and drive to Barry. Like we found out Friday night, the show was like four o'clock on Saturday. It was one of those like 11 o'clock smoking weed doing nothing. Hey, hey you guys want to open a tribe? Yeah, I'm kind of joking. Oh, I'm going to Barry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Biz was supposed to be. 
I think Biz was supposed to be there, and Biz didn't make it either. Anyways, rest in peace, Biz. Like, every time you got to salute the Biz, every show, nobody beats the Biz. But yeah, man, that was crazy. But I've done a lot of like crazy shit like that. Remember, I did Soul Decision stuff. So I was touring with Destiny's Child and Christine Aguilera for like seven months. When I disappeared, that you know, I did that. So I was in the states for that whole year. And then I came back and 9-11 happened and people didn't see me for like another seven years. So that's why it seemed like I kind of he, he, he had the perfect line. I know, he just muted himself. Yeah, he was <laughs> disappear. Oh, right when he said disappear. <laughs> disappear. <laughs> I slid the screen. I slid the screen over. I thought, what if I, if I did? That was the perfect edit. Hey, man, production. But yeah, man, so that's interesting. But yeah, we, but we did. We, so honestly, when I was turning to States, I was saying with those guys, we were doing... I was doing 30,000 every night for like freaking, I did it for eight months, dude. I That's was with Justin B. I was with Justin Timberlake for like five months, dude, every day. I was with Beyonce for five months every day, the whole family. We really met that out there. I was with them. Like, so that was my like whole thing in the States. So after doing all the underground, I did the top of the top of the pops. And the funny thing is a lot of people don't even realize I'm the, I'm the reason that pop, the pop artists can do a song with a rapper. I started that whole trend. We were the first ones on Billboard with that. And after that, and that's why Justin Timberlake decided to do a song with T.I. Look at the timeline. Justify My Love was because of me. Because he watched all our shows, and, and those guys had a live band, and we flipped it, and we went, made it hip-hop. And we just killed it. And those guys were studying our show every night. And then all those records started to come. We went top 10 in America. I was the first artist on Billboard, top 10 from Canada. It wasn't what everybody thinks it is. So it's interesting yeah. man, with the crowds, man. Yeah, but the best shows are always like 200 people, honestly. Those big shows, the Beastie Boy one was dope. But that was just because it was just to see that massive crowd. I was just watching their show. But the best shows are always like at the Rivoli, you know, those little clubs, dude, with like 200 people and like you fit 600 in them. Those are always the most memorable because you see everybody and you connect everybody yeah. in the audience, man. That's my favorite. Like I, those big shows, people are like, how do you do those shows? Well, let me tell you something. It's very easy because there's so much lights. And I hate to fool everybody, but anybody waves to you at those shows, they're lying because you only see the first two rows. All those big concerts when you see it. Yo, I did those shows every night. It's so funny. I'd be waving to fake people and we're laughing all the time. You wave some guy. Hey, you wave to me. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever, buddy. I was in the third row. So I can't even see the third row, dude. You only see because the lights are so hot, so bright. It's only like there's that little gravel pit. There's the first row after that. You don't see nothing. So it's easy to perform those shows. But there's no connection. Right? It's like it's like soulless. It's soulless. Right. That's why people don't like doing those tours. Not the one. Soulless, man. You're like, eh. Now they want at five o'clock and the show and they're five o'clock shows. Imagine doing shows at five o'clock. That's the weirdest, weirdest thing ever, dude. You gotta be up at five o'clock in the afternoon. Like right now, can you perform right now? Let's go. Thirty thousand. Don't play. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Aki, it's Aki, weird, Aki, right? Aki, I'll just start saying Aki, Aki. <laughs> <laughs> Get your body up. Like it's weird. Like artists usually, you know, think of those unions. We do those shows and those unions. It's union contracts. You know, everyone knows about union. So you got to be in the building, my seven. You got to be up by nine. There's not a, hey, man, 9.30. If you ain't done, cut. It's just curtains cut. Union, man. That's crazy. So all those shows, that's a whole other world. That world is crazy, man. You don't want to get trapped in that world. And the artists that are in. Oh, we lost it again. Lost <laughs> it again. What's this song? It's uh, yeah. That's what's up. Let's get it. Yeah. I'm pushing over. Having a my ship when catch a cold one. Having a my ship, the weapon over. Get my money up off the streets. Get my money up off the streets. Get my money up off the streets.
It's just like we loading a gun every single time with different bullets and going, I can't wait to go out and play. Because I haven't DJed lot, like actually event since last year. Like, August. Hey, the Duppies. What is the Duppies thrust, dude? I'm back. Sorry, guys. Phone died. We're, too, we're doing too much work, man. My phone so can't even not charge your phone. That's just. How can I charge my phone when I just ran in the door to do the interview? You see me? You know, you see, if you're gonna and I got to go outside because my family pack. is. Uh, you need a battery pack now, Thrust. You're moving up. Listen, from- dude. We're just elevating our game. This, all you should this have a portable after, battery pack. After Paris Smith, <laughs> after Paris Smith, your life changes, okay? And this is only been the last four days. I've never had to do this with my phone. My life changed the other day after talking to, uh, what's his name there? Um, Krista Glove Taylor. What'd you talk to Dr. Dre Spock? You ain't going to talk to nobody in the world. Yeah, like, so you see, <laughs> but our lives are all changing, dude. That's what I'm saying. Our lives are changing. And the scary thing about all this, look at, I'm proud of, of the team and everybody who surrounds us, our soul family, our soul circle, anyone that has, you know, because look what we've done during COVID. We What's did so much stuff, but none of us, I get it. We haven't get to got, got together, and we're love, so busy. I love it when Tough Duplin calls me in the morning and be like, like I'm on the phone with D already, and he's just like, are you guys talk every day? I'm like, yo, man, there's nobody I could talk to about music every day but another DJ that actually is on the same tip as me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. If you find that, Jeb, you're happy. Come on, if you find another videographer that loves everything you do, you'd be happy to talk to that person every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or, or producers. Like, it's like sometimes producers don't want to talk to the other producer because they don't want, uh, your, I don't want to steal my beat pack. And, and this is, that, you know what I mean? But yeah, producers are a little different. DJs, you could be like that. You know what I mean? Because you don't have to show your mixes off, but you can show that if you learn a new scratch. Oh, man, I it's learned, not the same, right? I learned DJ that might have better. these mixes and the guy goes to the club next night. And then you see Power doing X's mix. Like, what the hell? He stole my mix. Just using it as an Yo, example. You know I, got, I, mean? I, I got Jack for a mix one time. <laughs> this dude, Jack. he hired me to DJ. And I'm killing it. And then he goes on and he doesn't do that good. He's like, okay. DJ for him <laughs> a second time. But my, my, uh, my computer died. And I didn't have the plug for it. So I had to DJ off his computer. Oh, Lord. And when I plugged in my drive, he jacked all my my DJ files. He he jacked it, yeah. and then was like, "Yo, I gotta run." I'm like, "What do you mean you gotta run?" Like, I gotta I run. run. <laughs> Yo, I open up the computer just as I jack my drive, and I see the folder there with my shit on it. And it's funny because I I I labeled the, the the folder funny, so I mm-hmm. saw it, but I didn't react right away. And I was like, "Damn." Yo, that dude never hired me for another gig again. He had my whole set. I was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring this guy back. You know Honestly, tell you the truth, in the beginning when DJs were starting, a lot of DJs were just showing up their flash drives and hard drives. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't know that some guys had their computers set up to suck the drives, like anything that gets plugged into their yeah, that's just yeah. gets sucked in right away. And I was just like, because one time I went, to, I had a protector on my hard drive and I plugged it in and the guy's like, what's wrong with your hard drive? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you can't drag the file onto my desktop. I said, I see how you go. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> All those. Oh, the life of a DJ, man. 
Oh man, like, same thing being in the studio, man. Sometimes somebody would plug in their hard drive just to go steal the track bef- and release it before it's even anything. Dude, come on, man. Everyone knows there's so many stories about that, man. So many stories, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah, you've been driving for like a long time. Hmm? You what? You've been driving for like a long time. Who's driving? Tristan. Tristan. I'm not driving home. I've been home for like since you started. Oh, we're talking about Tough Dumpling. He's been driving. Oh, Tristan. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, like I'm an hour and a half. My name is Chris. Oh, oh, so no, I'm Chris. That's why. My, my government's Chris. So I, I heard Chris, not Chris. I was Man, like, oh. You thought everybody say thrust this and that and everything. Yeah, I'm going from Brooklyn to Philly. So you're on the road with me right now. So I just yeah. left Brooklyn. Now I'm in Philly. So that's and now like, I got to go to the record store. So, all right. So you... Let's talk about today. So today, right, I'm supposed to, I got an interview that I'm doing with my boy about, like, influential records, right? So I call the record store because I don't have the record in my crate because my record's in storage. And you know I'm dealing with the Jamaican stories, you know? So I hit him up, hit up my boy, and i like, yo, you got the heart of the come the heart of the fall, Jimmy Cliff? I'm like, me no know, no, but me no, I'm grudging, I might have it. So I like, all oh, right. Mm-hmm. So he tells me about the brethren, and I was like, yo, where's the store at? He's like, the store's in Flatbush. So I go to Flatbush, and he tells me the block it's in between because he doesn't have the exact address. So I'm running around the block trying to find a record store. I find the record store. It's an electronic store, first of all. It's not a record store. You know a Jamaican store, they have two stores and three stores. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. It's electronic outside, and then in the back, it's a record store. So I'm already looking for the wrong thing. Yeah, so in the front, the you outside, can't find it because right? the front's all like the, yeah, I know what you mean. It's all the stereo stuff in the front and they don't show you none of the records. You have to go in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And then there's no parking because they have that weird parking in Brooklyn. It was just like the thing you guys, Toronto wouldn't understand, but I know what you mean. It's hard, all it's right. hard to get so in. So I run yeah. in there and I see the dread and I'm like, yo, me have to pick up Jimmy Cliff record. It's like, oh, give me more time to look for that one. And then he points to the record, and there's a shelf with a record. If none of the records are organized, <laughs> I would be like... <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I get to West Side Story. Yo, Reggie. So I called. I had, I had to call around, and we got a, uh, a record store in Philly that has it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go all the way to Philly, because I was heading there anyways, to pick up this record. I should have got on Flatbush. Unbelievable. What's that? Hour and a half. I know, drive? right? Hour huh? and a half, right? Two hours. How long is the drive again? It's like two hours. Two hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah two hours. And the New Jersey, the New Jersey drive. You're on the turnpike guy. You took the turnpike down. That's a big, you know, how did they come now? How did they come? Well, that's, that's a popular record. But Dude, that record, COVID, I have, that, that's one of the first listening. records. That's one of the first records. But everybody's yeah. record collecting again. So that's that record's like gone. What? That's in everybody's collection. Like my mom, that's that Al Green. That's like the Saturday cleaning records, man. Yeah, for like no, you know, for put sure. them in the house for a time. So I know it's in my mom's pile. If I want it, I can't take it, but I can just borrow it. So I go borrow it, <laughs> borrow it, sample it. I take it back. Where's my Al Green? Your parents are funny though. They have like five records they never play. Hey, you know your parents like that. People like that. Like five records they never play, but it's important to them. Like, hey man, you gotta bring yeah. that record back, man. No, I'm just gonna sample it. I don't care. You scratch up my record. Oh, yeah, man. You want to know what I used to do is like, I, because I grew up around the border, I have tons of friends like that live in Detroit, and I would just go to my friend's house and then <laughs> raid their raid their parents' record collections. 
<laughs> because we used to date, of- hey, we used to date girls. We wouldn't want to date them. We knew we found out their dad had records, guys. You used to do those flexes. We used to go, yeah, yeah, whatever. Next thing you know, we're there. Yeah, we don't care. No, oh, you're great, man. They're still in the basement, guy. And he's gone again. <laughs> but as soon as he comes back, let's talk a little bit about fleet so we can get that in before you guys have to go. And yeah. Oh, there it is. I love that video. Which video you like better? The fleet one. The... Oh, Man, you're word. so Man, animated. <laughs> like You're jumping around like you're 20 years old, bro. Yeah, I'm 20 years old, bro. <laughs> you look like you're 20 years old, man. Oh, shit. Man, so where did the creative come up with that? Where did you come up with the creative for that? Um, I was watching Das Effects part. So I got the Das Effects part down. So I was watching Das Effects. And when I realized... If you really look at Das Effects, what made it was the interaction between both of them going back and forth. Like, they look identical. And so I was just like, well, let's take that element out of it. Like, like if you look, the person next to me is dressed exactly like me with the mask, similar colors. So it had that twin. And Das Effects had this double thing. And I needed, even though the other person in a rap, them being animated will give that illusion of like two people going back and forth. And so with Thrust's part, I realized if I did the fire, people would get that really quick because in their, in their first music video, they actually was holding the fire going through the sewer. So I, I figured, that. you know, we yeah. could pay homage to that. And so when I told Thrust about it, I was just like, look, I don't know if you have a fear of fire, but <laughs> <laughs> you're I got on this mute. idea. You're on mute, Thrust, you're on mute. Yeah, I got this idea. Oh, yeah. and, Jesus and, and Christ, thrust, No, I said no. Yeah. That's what I said. 
you know, Thrust looked it up and figured out, like, yo, all right, I could do this. So I figured if he had the fire element, then I spoke to the other artists and I was like, look, I'm going to take it back, like, back in the day, like, booming in your, booming in your Jeep. And so the Jeep with no doors on it, I just thought was, the way it's always shot, they always shot from in the Jeep, but I thought it would be cool to shoot from the side. And so I could have been on the Jeep, but I felt like it fit more for the other artists. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to be on a scooter. And I was like, no one's riding a scooter in a hip-hop video. Might as well <laughs> take the scooter. <laughs> Mine's just like the least dangerous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody else had a danger to it. But I thought, yo, we drop the scooters and go nuts. And that's right. I just realized that. You had the safe part. We all, I had to go <laughs> like fires. I, so, look yeah, I gave scooter. everybody the fire, no door, and I took a scooter. You guys that, eh? When I did my CEO, yo, man backed out of it. Man got scared. Man got COVID. Yo, we had to literally go and gorilla that, dude. And I had to, we found the perfect little corner where the neighbor couldn't call, the cops couldn't. And when we were shooting that scene, if there was audio, all you hear in the background is sirens. Police sirens. It's kind of in the, in the junction. You have the yeah. junction on the west end of Tobacco there, right off of Queensway there, in that back little industrial area in there. We did it up in there. So I used to work around this. I know. Oh, it's a little corner. We have to be hidden from in there, man. It's like when you go to those missions trying to grab a car back in the day in Toronto. I had to go back to the old criminal mind. Hey, man. Yeah. I used to, them cars. I go, I got to find a spot where we just, and we found it. It was perfect, man, that corner. But the joke was, if you look where I shot it, if I took two steps to the right, the video surveillance camera for the whole building was right there. It was so weird, man. And we were just in this little corner so no one could see. It's a little triangle. That's crazy. Shot. Yeah, no, that's, that's, all. that's crazy. Man. Yeah, it came I mean, together. When I saw your scene, I was like, oh, this is going to blend well. Because well, at first, that was the short, show, and I knew it was night. And, and I was like, the fire is, you gave me the best advice, and it's good you did film. Because you, and we wrote this, cause if I didn't go look on YouTube, I would have been screwed. Because most people would have taken that stick. You yeah. guys know you're right. It's just, it's just uh, you know, alcohol, right? Rubbing alcohol or ice water. And you, just, you could just dice the stick and it would just stay lit. But the key one guy said this. I watched 10 videos. Good thing you fell. And you go, one guy goes, hey, don't you dare douse that flame in that thing without putting in a spray bottle. Because that flame will never go out. So in between shots, if you got to run, something goes on, da 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 So we just, luckily, we just kept spitzing it every time we had the battery change, lighting, and all that stuff. And that saved us, man. So yeah, it was good, man. Did the damn thing. Yep. Yeah, so for, for the all the concepts in that, I just felt like everything came together. Like, it was one of those ones where I had it in my head, and it, like, even um, I was searching for a Jeep. And I was calling around trying to find, like, a Jeep where we could take off the door. And um, Dana from Brooklyn 35 posted herself at the beach in her Jeep. And I was like, wait, Brooklyn 35 crew member got a Jeep like that? Let's use that. And literally, I called her. I've seen her posting a picture on the Jeep, in the Jeep. Bar. I'm like, yo, Dry, we're shooting a music video. See if we could get you in it and the Jeep at the same time. So she drove the Jeep over, and it was like, it was all, it was even better than the picture. I was just like, damn, she rolled up, and everybody was like, yo, you doing a puffy video? What's going on? <laughs> that's, what, and that's the other thing I love with you, if you guys know, there's so much more women in the video. It's not like a male-dominated video. And it looks yeah, flat, yeah. man. It looks, that's how I think the edge, too, people don't understand. That's what I like about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The video's dope, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. So for people that don't know, like, how long would it take to shoot something like that? Um, 
it's more planning. Shooting doesn't take long. Shooting only takes long when you don't plan. But I, I planned out all the shots. So, for example, the moving shot where you see everybody rhyming in the car, they're driving behind me when I'm doing my scene. So when I'm rapping, as soon as I'm done, the car pulls up and continues. So we, we just did like, what, maybe six take of that. And basically, out of the six take, I just cut back and forth. So it, it took about, I'll say, realistically, two, two and a half hours to just do a bunch of takes. And it was just that we had everything mapped out. So if you add in the time, take another two hours for me to get to the location, scope it out two days before, make sure it's good for us to do everything we want. It's about a good, let's say to be safe, six hours to put everything all together. And then, then, then the editing comes in. Then you add. I was, was, was going to say the editing too. That's a, a the editing is what takes the longest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. editing for me on this one wasn't too bad, but color grading was mm. an issue because yeah. trying to color grade Thrust's night scene and the singer ran a bit late. So when I, when we did Rashid's verse, the sun was at a different part in the sky than when mm. we did the singer's part. And so trying to make sure everything worked well together because if we shot everything midday i could saturate the whole thing and make it look surreal but once we lost the light at the end of the day i only mm -hmm. could do a portion of the video like that so i think i spent most of the editing color grading to make sure the colors pop because if you look at my jacket it just pops right out of the yeah. the whole thing yeah. so yeah yeah awesome work, but, dude. yeah awesome. so that's it mixing the song you know like that was another thing. I had to mix everybody's vocals. So that was another two days of sitting there. Not just you had to chat too. Everyone's verses were longer too. We all did longer verses. Riel, Riel initially was, 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 well, she was just going to be the hook, but then she surprised us and dropped her verse. The whole, it was like, that song was a whole evolution, man. And yeah, did yeah. you have it, and you had it yourself. Your, you said, your, how long do you have yours? You told me when you called me, didn't you have like, the verse for like a while how long do you have yeah that my verse like was that? done so how the track came about it was i was djing with um ski yeah i was djing with ski but it was for rashid's event rashid was doing an event and so me and ski beats was djing and rashid goes on and i hear that sample come on and when the beat drops i was like what the hell is this and ski beats gave me that look like yep that's my beat and I was just like, <laughs> you know, that look where he was like, yo, like, because I didn't know he did the beat. And so I called Rashid the next day and I was like, yo, that ski beat, you think we could do a remix? It's the same thing I do to everybody. I hear something I like and I just bother the shit out of them. People really think I plan these songs and I don't. I just hear something I like and then I either go on their Facebook or I go on their, even back, back in the day. I did like 20 features and all of them was me going on people's MySpace and looping the back of their beats and rapping on them. Bro, that's and then, hilarious. That's, that's, that that's how I feature on everybody's song. Yeah, well, you say no when he did that to your dope. He said what? So me and uh, another artist from the Kitchener-Waterloo area, Sharky, we did a bunch of albums together. And I remember I did we did this one song called Broke Street Funk. And uh, I loved it so much. And I sent it to Tris and he sent it back with a verse. <laughs> like two days later. Yeah, that's just that's just <laughs> And then we ended up using that version on the album. Yeah. That's he's crazy. Gonna, he's gonna make it sound right. 
I did it with um, what's the other uh, I did it with another group. I did it with a few groups where I literally take uh, find where to beat and loop it and spit my verse. Cause there's a couple of people, a, a couple of people hit me up about featuring, but I find when people send me beats, I never want to do the feature on that beat. So if they if they give me a bug like yo, it'd be dope if we collabo. I'll just keep going through their feeds of music until I mm-hmm. like something. I go, I want to feature on this because I know I could bring a style to it that's that's different. So yeah. that's one of my things is so uncoordinated is because I feel like I only sound good on certain tracks, and when I hear yeah. them, I know them, and so I'll pick them. And so, and Fleet was one of those tracks I heard it, and I was like, I like this beat. I want to rap on it. So even if he didn't do it, I probably would have done a mixtape version. Of me yeah. jacking it or something, but yo, you know, they gave the the go ahead. Everybody liked it. Ski Beats gave the thumbs up on it, and I was like, all right, let's let's make it live. What's Ski saying now? What's you talk to? Him, what's he saying now that the video's done? You talk to him since I'd be interested. Like, oh man, you really? No, I'm gonna get his. I already <laughs> liked everything, so I just yeah. haven't talked to him on the phone yet. Yeah. Um, but the word that I got, he's like, he said everything looks solid, so he gave Good. the thumbs up on everything. So, yeah, just having Ski Beats on the track is dope. I mean, he produced some of the dopest songs. Yeah, ask him oh, if oh. I can have Jay-Z's uh, email address. While you at it? <laughs> yeah, that's before. true. I'll get Jay-Z's. I'll see don't, but don't, jack, don't jack Jay's beat. Don't jack nothing from Jay because it'll be over for all of us, kid. <laughs> 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 hey, Jay, like, hey, what? What? Chris, what? What? Alright, I guess I'll just go with it. Fuck, he sounds good on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll see. I'll see if I can get Jay to feature on a track. Oh, I know that'd be dope, man. Oh, that would be crazy. I'm ready. Let's go. No, that was dope, man. I gotta, I gotta thank you for calling me for that one. That was on my. That's one of these producers on your list. If you're a real MC, Ski Beats, man, you can put that on your, on your little thing. You work with him. That's like that, That's a real, real blessing, man. Contributor, you know what I mean? So yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what set off the track, and then the video was like I had the idea right away from the style, the Das Effect style. So I was just like, and then once um, you know, Parrish gave the thumbs up on it, I was like, yo, we're part of the Hit Squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the day, the day, the day the city went quiet. The day after tomorrow is like the movie. The day after tomorrow, man, or oh, that weird silence. <laughs> you know, weird silence in the air. <laughs> hey, Headbanger oh, can wow. use a remix. Yeah, I could. Oh, man. Oh, man. Headbanger. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, man. You starting another fight over here. Here we go. I know. We're going to get the Jamaican version. version. <laughs> 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 the Aki and Saltfish version. <laughs> That'd be a dutty version, man. If yeah, yeah, headbanger. <laughs> headbanger. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you really changed the whole meaning of the headbanger. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, too much for TV. Well, guys, man, we've been running. Is there any? I don't know. What's, what's the word, man? I think yeah. we got it. Yo, know it. What are you plugging yeah. these days? What are you promoting these days, know it? Yo, so just online. Fucking me and Sharky, we just released a little EP called The Legends of Shark and Know It. It's on Bandcamp. Oh. People want to look it up. Um, All right. I got some stuff in the works, but I can't talk about it on the 
that's okay. Just, yeah. We know. That's all good. Where are they finding I got, you? I got something to talk about. If people, wanna, if people watching this want to get some production work, work with y'all, uh, where do they find you? What's the just the best place? Graham? Does Graham and just go on Instagram and message you? So Bandcamp, I have four beat tapes. Oh, the Transplant Beat Tapes, Volume 1, 2, 3, and 4. There's like fit over 50 beats on there. People can go nuts, record songs on them, download them, send them to me. Uh, I just got so mad of like sending people beat packs, recording songs on them that never come out. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I got all these beats <laughs> that are never going to reach people's ears. So I was just like, I'm putting all these beats on beat tapes. And then at yeah. least they're out there for the public to hear. And if people want to record songs on them, they're welcome to. All right, man. Y'all heard, man. I think I'm going to And go you know, I'm, sure. I'm always crushing <laughs> to jump in. <laughs> we just watch out for Tough Dumpling because he's in your area. <laughs> he's in your area. Yeah, Thrust, if you want to get down on a song, just check out those beat tapes. There's lots of stuff on there. Oh, I did no, a song. Ro Dollar did a song. Ro Dollar did a song on one of them recently. Ro's dope, man. Ro's yeah. awesome, man. He, he's so talented, too. Yeah. Ro, yeah. Ro's mad, though, but he's such a good person, too. Big up Ro, man. I love Ro, man. He yeah, like man. he works with the youth. He, he works with the youth. Everything, man. I love that. That, yeah, that's good. He's got man. a clothing love. line coming out too. Awesome, yeah. Cold I love that. Me, me and that bro connect good, man. I love that brother, man. He's like good that. people for sure. Yeah, you know he really is, man. There's not a lot of wholesome people like him. He really, really like our big, big brother, big stamp, man. Salute, man. If he's been the same G through everything, I know. I know. I know a lot of those guys. I worked at Fresh Arts, right? So I know the circle before they knew they were the circle. So I was like in that camp of raising them, and I was in the Fresh Arts alumni too, right? So yeah, man. So I know this guy's man, and he was always just an awesome person to work with, man. His energy is just so amazing, and he's so uh, he's like the fashion dude, man. He always looks so dipped, right? We just try to stay fly. He's one of the dudes. He always look fly, bro. Like, bro, what's the move? Oh, Frost, look at you. You doing that? Look at you, bro. He's a father now too. So he must be. He must be going, man. I'm so happy when I heard he became a father too, man. Because of all people, he's gonna be like. That kid, oh my God, man! Imagine, right? If you know him yeah. as a person, yeah, that's good, man. I got I want to hear that. Ro Dollar would know it. Hey, man. Yo, man, I'll send it to you. Send it to Despair. Actually, Despair is the guy right there, man. Despair got to get back. It's on his uh, SoundCloud page. You hear that, Despair? You got a Ro Dollar. Ro Dollar, it, man. That's yeah. crazy. That's got to be crazy. His voice is dope too, man. I got to do a record right too. Me and him are supposed to work all the time. But it's one of those other things. Good people just never did a record. So I gotta get it right too. Maybe we'll do that. Me and Noah, hey man, go on a Noah beat, man. Low dollar, Socrates. Let's do it. Oh man, if you can get Socrates, I, got a, I finally got a record of socks. It came in directly, but hey, so I got one out. It's all right now. So that's that's weird. I had to go to, to like Milwaukee for this dude to bring me on a track, and then I was surprised, and I didn't even know he was gonna be on that. I go, oh yeah, it's socks. I go, socks. What? Oh shoot. Anyways, that's the industry. The game is cool like that, right? He probably didn't know I was on it either. You might as well finish it. Yeah. It's weird how it works, man. But that's why we do it. We get those little surprises, and those are always the best thing to keep you going, man. Every once in a while, something will pop its head out. You're like, oh, that's why I do this. Okay. Uh, and Tough Dumpling, well, everyone knows. Look up Tough Dumpling. And, and you get, Yo. You get, yeah. You connect. We that's got, the, best to connect we got the film you. coming out, Divide. Um, yeah. So they're going to do the announcement for all the films. Uh, film festival that accepted it. So we got, I think we got into three film festivals. So Congrats. we're about to do an announcement next week. And then, you know, you're going to start hearing the soundtrack for that. So 
the vibe, the film, the soundtrack. So the whole film world is, you're going to start seeing the Tough Dumpling films. It's a whole new world, people. Look out. The day the world changed. There we go. Awesome, man. Well, thanks, fellas, for uh, your contribution. Thanks for the love. Thanks for everything you guys do. Uh, this is a really cool, cool show, man. We got got open, got into a lot of stuff, and uh, I think the people viewing and watching it actually really have some food for thought after this one. And uh, I don't know anything else you want to say. Uh, despair, director, awesome, director, awesome. Usually, usually closes the show. So I don't know. She's saying despair. What's up? Just thank everybody for tuning in, and thank you guys for coming by. And can't wait to get some more music. Yeah. And of course, you can follow Despair on the DJ Despair app, and you can follow Thrust OG on, uh, on Instagram and is it Twitter as well or just Instagram? They can follow me on any of the platforms. Everything's under Thrust Music. You just search Thrust Music, it will pop up on Facebook. It's, it's Facebook. My Facebook is pretty full, but if you can squeeze in there, it's just, you know, just search I Thrust. Was to add yeah, it's full. No, it, and it's not, Facebook's weird. It's, I'm not at 5,000, but I'm full. And it's been like that for four years. I'm at 4,700 and something, but I can't add more people. It's weird. I don't even know. I don't even care about the numbers. You know me. I'm not a numbers guy anyway. But it's weird like that. And it rolls up and down. So anyone trying to add me, I don't even know this Facebook game. But my music's not on Facebook. I tell people that. I don't put really much on Facebook at all. All of my music is on Instagram. I'm just using that one. So anyone who wants anything related to Thrust, Thrust Music, or any of our want to get to know it, you forget how to get to Tough Dumpling, you can go through me to get to all of our guests, people, Anyone here, and it's all on um, IG, Thrust Music, man. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Once again, we took that from the Northern Touch show, which is another show that I'm a host on with Thrust OG and DJ Despair. As always, you can find Pod Jerky on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Jerky. You can also find us on Bite Size, that's B Y T E S I Z E dot M E forward slash Pod Jerky, or you can follow us on Linktree, that's L I N K T R dot E E forward slash pod jerky as always stay safe be kind to each other and we will see you later pod jerky